when the military admitted they were doing it, I don't think they really let the full uh, all the programs out. They let down a version that they said, well, it didn't really work that well. All the all the combined de information definitely uh, came back with some very high tech, not human based uh, technology. I think I think Edward himself did some very interesting sketches of occupants of the possible uh, objects and stuff like that. There may be evil people that want to take that, control it, convince us that we don't have it, and all of that kind of stuff. But what I say is, I I say that to that. We don't, you don't have to accept that. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a treat for everybody today. I have a long interview and now it's long. It's going to be over two hours with remote viewers. These guys have a large international following. I interviewed them a few years ago before, way before COVID. And now we're interviewing them again and I'll get them back on again as well because these are a favorite of mine and I know that the audience really likes them too and let me to tell you who they are Dick Allgaier, Edward Reardon and Daz Smith and they have been doing this remote viewing for years and remote viewing for those who have not checked into it it has been proven that 2% or more, I don't know, but they claim 2%, the CIA claims when they did a deep dive into, you know, whether psychics exist or whether people have this ability. And they say that 2% of the population naturally has a keen gift towards psychic phenomena or being able to see or feel or sense or whatever. And these guys are in the top of the top and they've crafted their skill towards remote viewing and they're going to explain what it is, but they've had a really long record of success and their following keeps growing. And it's because over the years, their record has proven out to, to be true for many cases and so people go to them to figure out what's really going to be going on in the future and they like I said they have a huge following so I think you'll enjoy this discussion that we do it's a little different but it sure is really fun I think anyways but before I get into it I want to remind you that the fall coupon for the Z stack is still good I just checked it fall 10 be sure to use the link that I have below and you can get the all the Z stack products, you know, with the immune system really at risk. I don't know how much we're at risk if you haven't gotten the jab from shedding. And if you have gotten the jab, we do know that your immune system is compromised. The data just keeps coming out and the excess death reports keep climbing. So the best thing you can do for you and your family is to keep your immune system really strong. And the late Dr. Zelenko said the best thing is to keep from getting sick in the first place. And that's by keeping your immune system high. I have multiple products that'll help you with that. Whether it's the multi-pack vitamins that I have, the organic, or the greens with vitamin D, or the Z-Stack line of products where I have the fall 10 coupons so that you can save 10 percent look into that because it's always good to save money and if you're i don't know how long this coupon is going to be good for so be sure to stock up while you can save money and again the link is below 
Now let's get into this really good conversation. It's long. There's going to be two parts. So this is part one. It's with our panel of expert remote viewers. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for returning to the program. Oh, Sarah, thank you for having us. You know, I looked in the email thread and it, it seemed like we were just on, but it was September 3rd, 2019. It was before yeah. COVID. A lot has happened. A lot. We are a different world today. And so I said, oh my gosh, I got to get you guys back and you're going to give us this oracle view of the future i hope <laughs> and uh you guys are going to educate us uh well first of all i don't care who takes us on tell us what remote viewing is and um you know is it legit people are gonna you know people are new to this so what is it and and why is it why does it work Daz, why don't you start why don't we go Daz, edward and then me okay uh well uh remote viewing is essentially um any kind of psychic method really but used uh, within what we call a, a set of scientific protocols uh, and these are rules that make what we do more scientific um, and it also allows us to have an element of feedback so that after we do our psychic thing we can check our our data that we get to see how accurate it is over time and as a remote viewer we can um using our inbuilt senses we can go anywhere in time and space to get any kinds of information that's so cool. And, you know, the CIA had did a deep dive into whether psychic abilities was legit. And they found that, what, 2% of people are highly psychic. And, um, and but everybody has a little bit, but there's a small percentage of people that are highly psychic. Would you guys consider yourself in that group of 2%? I mean, that means a lot of people still 2%. Oh man, that's a good question. I, I think that uh, it kind of depends on how you categorize people um, as far as like psychic or remote viewing or kind of, you know, there's some of these, some of these phrases kind of pigeonhole people a little, a little bit sometimes. Sure. Yeah, it's a range. Um, but uh, what I can say for, for the three of us, and we, we also have a third a remote viewer on our team, but uh, we are very active remote viewers. We're constantly putting out work and we've been putting out work for decades. And, the, uh, and a lot of that work is on public display. So people can look at our, our results. And um, in my opinion, because of the, the volume of work that we do and the, the quality of it, um, I, I would say that we're in a pretty good percentage as far as in in this field I, I think we we do pretty good yeah and so I mean people watch you and follow you so they know that what you're doing or they've you've proven yourself over time over 20 years things that you've seen has happened and and so people are like okay these guys have something going on and we know that a certain percentage of people and I don't want to say percentage because it's a it's a it's a spectrum of abilities, right? Isn't that really the, and there's people who are just really attuned and then there's others all the way to not being attuned. I would I would think it's higher than 2%. I think everybody has had a moment where they have had some communication with their subconscious that they can't explain, where the mother knows her children are in trouble. 
the uh, person that thinks of an old friend that they haven't heard from in 10 years, like they just start thinking about them. And then that person pops up uh, on a phone call or they see an email about them uh, where you just knew something. Remote viewing is a natural communication skill that uses a set of structured protocols to teach normal people how to access this natural psi that we have. Everybody has a subconscious that's been waiting to talk to them their whole lives. It's been trying to tap you on the shoulder and you don't listen. So remote viewing is a structured way to on demand have moments of non-local awareness so you can bring back sensory data from a given target uh, regardless of time or space. And it was when the military admitted they were doing it, I don't think they really let the full, uh, all the programs out. They let down a version that they said, well, it didn't really work that well. I'm sure, yes. Yeah, we didn't really know. It, but there was a point in time that everybody accepted it as I remember growing up and no the 70s were such an open time we could talk about these things and and everybody believed that this was happening it it was it wasn't questioned and stuff and now we kind of got into the dark ages or something something changed and there's two worlds I mean there's a lot of people that still accept it obviously otherwise you won't be so popular and people wouldn't be following you but there really is this this line drawn the regular media won't ever talk about it and it's or very rarely it, it's different than it used to be yeah you guys think so well it's yeah there has been a concerted effort to um tamp this down um when we last talked to you in 2019 our sources had been telling i was told in uh 2018 is dick you're gonna have to watch what you say on youtube they've got new regulations that are starting in europe and it's going to spread here and they're going to be uh and that was true shadow banning and deplatforming people so yeah that was true and they were going to be shadow banning and deplatforming people that do what you guys do as well but what you guys do it's hard not to get into things that are controversial or that questions a narrative doing what you do. I mean, I would think that's very difficult. Well, we do it in a private forum and that's, we have some really smart people that help us. We're lucky and Edward and Daz can talk to this about the fact that we're allowed to just be remote viewers. We don't have to do any business stuff. Um, I go on once in a while and say, Hey, look at our, channel patreon.com slash crypto viewing or i slid in a promo but we don't have to do websites we don't have to do billing we don't have to do business and we're, we're allowed to do it in private because in a private membership setting you can say whatever you want sure yeah it, it's allowed so i know that daz and edward both really appreciate the fact that we're allowed to just be remote viewers and do what we what we do it's it's a great gig isn't it guys yeah i could have man couldn't have, yeah that would be amazing yeah i mean if i, I mean, could just do what i do but go ahead <laughs> the 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 setup of it is okay uh, perfect for for us remote viewers um because like like 
Dick was saying, this is like my remote viewing laboratory here. And so I'm experimenting and in, in, in doing remote viewing experiments and stuff like that all the time. And we, you know, we, we've been able to take it into full on lifestyle, whereas, um, you know, maybe before we had to break it up and, you know, do other things to pay the bills or whatever. But um, because we came together like this uh, and we do it successfully, we're able to really take it on uh, to a, a higher level of, of lifestyle and, and really kind of push the envelope. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. Well, is it showing you that this is people really are hungry for what you guys do? Because I think, you know, the, we're, we're, we're so in the dark as to what the average person is so in the dark as to what's going on in this world. And they want to have clarity and understanding of where things are going because the messages that are out there and all these channels, I, it can get pretty dark and scary. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, one, one of the ways that I kind of look at crypto viewing, I mean, we're on like, we're pushing like four and a half years, almost five years of crypto viewing. And, um, I kind of do look at it as a, as kind of a navigation system, you know, where we're, we're all trying to navigate through kind of choppy waters, uh, noisy, noisy environments and trying to just kind of guide our way through, um, in a, in a way that, uh, you know, for our best survival in, in some cases, um, but we also do things just for, for the sake of it's interesting. So uh, we do have a lot of people who do are interested in our work because they do want to have an understanding of what's going on, where we're going. Uh, they're looking for our remote viewing work to pull in information that is future relevant. Um, but we, we do that. And we also do interesting things too um, for us as remote viewers because we have to we have to exercise our muscles in all kinds of areas to keep it interesting to us. So we do mystery oh, targets sure. and all oh, kinds yeah. of, we do fun stuff too. Oh yeah. Um, so that way people, our subscribers uh, have a, have, we provide a range of, of topics and information for them, which is kind of cool. Hey, hey Daz, when you go to a family gathering, do they consider you the crazy uncle or do they accept what you do? I've never asked you this all the years I've known you. Your family and um, friends think you're crazy? Very close family. I mean, everyone knows what I do because, you know, I'm very open with it. Um, but all my all my close family, uh, you know, the ones that were, were born on, on the, the Smith side and not by marriage, um, we, we, were all bought, we were all brought up in this. Um, I was one of the lucky ones to be brought up in a household where uh, my mother was a clairvoyant healer medium and I was trained in that from the age of 15 onwards and our usual library of books were books on dowsing pendulums spirit guides and all that kind of stuff so we didn't have any encyclopedia Britannicas we had literally had you know how to use the Ouija boards and tarot cards and all that kind of stuff on the shelves so it's it's the norm in my family yeah my family just mocked me well it wasn't over remote viewing they're pretty mm -hmm. they're pr pretty much they they kind of grudgingly accept it but i did something about uh illuminati origins of the united states and that was that was like 
one step too far. So I looked on Facebook and my own sister had reposted what I put on YouTube and my whole family was mocking it. They were oh. just like ridiculing me. I'm sorry. I guess we've all kind of experienced a little bit of that during this COVID lockdown. We've oh, it's been, it's been very divisive. So let me ask you, Sarah, since we talked in 2019, are we more or less free? Is the economy better or worse? We're less free. Are we more or less divided? Are we healthier? Uh, is government control greater or lesser? I mean, where do you think things have gone? We're less free. We're not as healthy. More government control. Mental health is on major decline. Our econ economy is in shambles. I think that, um, but we're also at a precipice where people are figuring things out and wanting to fix it. And so I guess you can't fix things until it gets bad. <laughs> um, and in some ways, freedom of speech is both worse, a lot worse than it was 10 years ago, but it's still better than it was 30 years ago because we still have these mediums to talk and we still have independent platforms. So, um, and the only way we're going to solve these big problems are through freedom of speech. We need to be able to communicate and talk and figure things out together. If we just work in back alley, you know, back rooms and we can't communicate because we're too afraid to talk in any public forum, then things just won't get fixed. And so, um, you kind of got me on a soapbox here, but <laughs> You know, that's where I'm at. And so we're at kind of a crossroads, I think. That's that's a good point. Um, I'm not, were you, did you have a background in journalism, in, in uh, television? <laughs> I have a um, engineering, computer science, business background. Oh. And oh. then I went into this. And... Well, so that that's a great point because 30 years ago I was on television. And um to do a program like you're doing right now, that was uh, closely held by TV stations. That's they had right. they had the cameras, the transmission ability, the editing equipment. Um, you just a normal person. I guess they could go to the cable TV station and public access a little bit, but now you can do your own high quality program and uh, broadcast it to the world and be as popular or more popular than them unless they you know they're trying to figure out how to get over the fact that we're naturally more popular than they are like they can they cancel this off youtube they shadow ban us they do all those things because i think the people would rather have information like what we're printing forward they don't want the scripted stuff that they're getting from the mass media and the order to get the mass media to be more popular, they're doing everything they can to put them in front of their faces. And um, so, you know, we, we have that challenge, I think. Yeah. Well, we're genuine, too. Daz and uh, right. I know Daz and Edward both well enough. They're never going to say anything that they don't believe, understand, that they don't know to be true. But isn't and that what guys, people are craving? Yeah isn't that what you're and can you feel it because i know like daz i remember last time we talked you actually are hired by authorities and different people in the past i don't know if you still do it right now you probably do because at that time you still were people to solve prop you know to solve 
issues and to look for crimes and stuff. So you can feel it. I would think I can feel it. People want genuine. They can, they can feel like you said, Dick, that uh, so many people um, do have that ability, that psychic ability. And I, I would say a large percentage, a majority of the people can tell when someone's not genuine and they're hungry for genuine because all we get all day long is BS. Well, I think I think that's why social media is doing so well right now. You know, TikTok, things are blowing up on TikTok, and people becoming their own kind of media corporations, and YouTube as well. It gives it gives people a voice nowadays, and you can you can tell when, as you said, when someone's genuine when they're in front of the uh, when they're in front of the camera, and there's no there's no gimmicks. Yeah, that's right. And you guys can really feel it. Let's talk about. You said you do interesting things, and you do you know help people understand what's happening. What is the most interesting thing that you've done lately? I can go with what, what I think is most interesting. And yeah. I, and it's because I found even more news on it today because um, there's an article in, in I think, Vanity Fair today uh, about the origins of COVID. Um, and we did way back in in 2019 when, when COVID literally just emerged, we did a remote viewing project where we were tasked blindly to look at the origins of COVID. And all of us as a group came up with some great information saying that we felt it came out of a, a lab leak. And at the time, the lab leak theory was like, it wasn't even out there as, as a possible uh, theory for this. Uh, but right now, the, uh, the evidence for the lab leak theory is massively building. Um, you know, uh, we got, as oh, yeah. I said, the news report out today absolutely clarifies that. So that's that's good, you know. I I think that's that's good because we had this amazing data we put out before anyone knew what was happening. It's a shame we couldn't uh, capitalize on that data, and you you know, we didn't help save any lives or anything like that. But, but it was it a leak? Through. Sorry, or was it a was it a was it a on purpose leak or was it a a real leak? I think we had the evidence that also. I think the combined evidence said that it was uh, an accidental leak. Oh, okay. But, but it did come from the. But, uh, but definitely lab. lab created. Yes. Yeah. Well, because we know that COVID was planned by the World Economic Forum, right? Because of, you know, where they want to do the whole reset based on COVID and everything else. So it's kind of weird that it was an accidental leak. But, you know, if it was, then that's, I never know what the truth is. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Well, Ed, Edward Reardon has some of the most spectacular data that was collected when did we do this was july 2019 we do we do targets um the mission of the remote viewing at crypto viewing is basically to observe and document the transition to the new financial system and a little bit later i can get into what that means because that's yes. a whole the that's financial system is the control and the uh, trading of actual humanity. But okay, before I get to that, we did one of our open-ended searches and we, in mid-2019, when was it, Edward? Do you have the date on that? Was it July, 2019? I thought it was 2018 when Edward had his uh, reading. It, 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 was, it was in 2019. I, I, I think it was in August. Was September? in summer of twenty nineteen. It was. It was before any of that stuff happened. So, so Sarah, we were doing a target that was a look ahead to looking at geopolitical events that would be significant uh, yeah. coming up 
post-2020, 2021. And we get together and we have a Zoom conversation like this and we, we put up screen shares and we show our data. And Edward showed something that he had seen that, that went right over our heads. It meant nothing to us. We totally forgot about it because in the summer of 2019, he drew this spike protein, he drew the COVID spike protein Wow. And he said, game of function. This is game of function. I don't know what it means. And so we went, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it was literally like 30 seconds of a debrief. And we went back months later, like the next year, and yeah. went back and looked. And we were like, I, ha I have that. It. I can. It's so incredible. If you can screen share, Edward can yeah, show Yeah, let me do it just to host this. Oh, I. I would need permission to screen share, Sarah. Oh, I can give you that. Okay. For Sarah and the audience, this was published on our site, documented, timestamped. Yeah. yeah, this was a here. This was one of them. And these were, and again, like we were saying with the lab, with what we were talking about in the lab thing, because the sense with these was that they were grown in a lab. And then this no oh, yeah wow but the interesting thing like like dick was saying when we debriefed this session i re i remember after this session going gee sorry guys i think i really blew that one i i you know i'm glad you got who... because the coronavirus didn't even start so i was like i'm glad you guys had good stuff because i think i really blew this one and then if, and we we do so much remote viewing that we can't you know we just onto the it's always on to the next remote viewing project we Hold don't sit second. in for the people who are listening and not watching the what they showed were two screen shares of what looked like the coronavirus and what he found through remote viewing go ahead and so um so that that session got forgotten about because we do so much work we just honestly it's kind of funny when we're like gee what session was that i don't, I don't remember any of it but it wasn't until months after the Corona thing was a big issue uh, that uh, I happened to just go back and look through that. And I saw that and, and I had forgotten all about it. And I was like, guys, look at, look at this. This is, this was, you know, we forgot, we forgot all about it. You were a loser at the time and you had got like, like the uh, most. <laughs> I, know, like, I went from a, from a loser to a winner really quick. Um, <laughs> But that's kind of the, that's what's so great about our work. We got four really dedicated remote viewers and we have a huge database of work that I'm telling you, if we were to go back and look through it, we would probably have a full map of what's coming down the line yeah. uh, because we're just constantly on to the next target. And um, we have a lot of, a lot of work available, but yeah, that's, that's one example. And that was, that was probably two months before the coronavirus event even started. So, what did it does it teach you something that when you see weird stuff that you're like, well, I mean, because you don't, we haven't experienced the future, so you might see something that just seems like some off the wall thing, and like that, this will happen in four years, but you had no idea what the heck it was. It happens to us quite often, I must say. And so you just kind of file it. I would so, think. so we do different types of targets at crypto viewing. We do cryptocurrencies. Uh, we have a target right now that we know is going to be one of the 2,000, 2,500 cryptocurrency tokens. So they give us a random ID 
and this week we will look at um, this crypto. We'll try to identify the logo. We will try to describe the function of it. We will try to describe how will the people who hold this feel in a year from now? What, who developed it? What are their motives? What kind of people? What challenges do they have? And we're pretty successful at that. So we do crypto targets. We do geopolitical targets like um, early on in when COVID first came out, they tasked us to look at the Memorial Day parade in New York City. And none of us got a parade. We all like, well, either we miss this target or there won't be a parade. And it was not we couldn't fathom that there wouldn't be a parade because it was six months and there wasn't. So we do geo, um, geopolitical, we do historical, uh, uh, look back at interesting historical mysteries, and we do what we call woo-woo. And that brings us to the one that Daz just put out on the paranormal channels. Everybody can see that, right? You want to tell us about that, Daz? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's public now on our you know on youtube paranormal viewing channel and essentially um it's it's about the um skinwalker ranch and there's a you know there's a pretty famous tv series about that on at the moment i think they're on series three and in the very first few episodes of series one uh, they had some cameras set up over the ranch and they managed to uh, very clearly film what looks like a disc shaped uh, ufo in the sky and below, uh, below it on the ground, there was a uh, a cow that was going through some distress, and it later died. And they caught all this on camera, and uh, I set that as a blind target for the team to see if they could look at the, uh, you know, the actual object in the sky, and if they could pick up who was driving it, what it was made of, its origins, all kinds of information on it. And they came back with some absolutely amazing results on that one. What did they come back with? Oh, well, all the all the combined information definitely uh, came back with some very high tech, not human based uh, technology. I think I think Edward himself did some very interesting sketches of occupants of the possible uh, object and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What's the occupants? What do they look like? <laughs> I'll let Edward go for that one. Boy, Wait, come you. on, you brought it up. I'm going to say ask. Well, I've. First of all, Dick did one of the best drawings. He drew exactly as the 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 sky, the thing in the I mean I was like that was it was perfect. It was 100% dead on. Um but as far as the occupants of the crap, I want to say right off the bat, I'm a huge skeptic. I'm a big skeptic in these areas. And, but but I will tell you this, in that remote viewing session, I put out what I was experiencing and I didn't edit myself or, or I just put my own, you know, beliefs or biases off to the side, which is what we have to do when we're, when we're remote viewing. And all I can say is that there was a craft and there was something in it and uh, I was looking at it and it was looking at me and it was, you know flying in the thing and it was moving and it, you know you know what was it what did you it gotta, look like Daz just posted the video everybody can yeah, go the, the, the video is live on youtube so you can you can actually see on the video what we do with these videos as well is they're unique in our field in that 
the uh, we get the guys you know they don't know what the target is and i actually get them to or we get we task each other on projects to do the remote viewing live on video camera so what you're actually seeing in the video is them experiencing and, and doing their sketches actually live in the moment and i think i think it's safe to say that edward's descriptions and sketches are of a typical non-human type uh, being that's generally associated with these kind of events here i'll show you i'll do a screen share and show you um so we're, we're given what was the target it was something 202-m w01 so we're told do this target and all we're given is the letters and numbers so i turn a camera on and i have a whiteboard and this is what i drew and that's the target image oh wow so that was my starting point and i did about 30 minutes of we drew the land and uh, that's fantastic for the listeners it, it was a direct it was identical yeah. identical spot on I almost fell off my chair when I saw that one. Well, I, I did too. When when I got the feedback, I looked through. I went, whoa. So um, the most interesting thing I got on that was the like interdimensional portal where like there's these people standing around and there's some energy thing and then something appears and they're all going, whoa. That was an interesting target. So um, I you get to that by the the youtube channel is crypto viewing is that how you get to it daz yeah what is it i'll put it up so people can go and watch that it's it's crypto one word and then viewing a second word and then yeah. there's the main channel and then there's the paranormal channel yeah daz. and you can just go to youtube and type in paranormal viewing or one word and that that comes up with the channel okay excellent well that's really cool okay well then let's talk about antarctica what have you, I know that you've done some work with Antarctica because yeah, we know all these politicians go down there and why the heck are they going down there? The Pope goes down there. All these people go down there. Why are, and they go down there at weird times, like on election day or something. What is down there from your remote viewing? I mean, what have you seen? We We only did the one project, didn't we? Um, I can't remember who it was for. We did the target in the, it was tasked by Cliff High, but we didn't know that. And I think the most significant data was uh, high tech stuff that you got, Edward. My my performance on that target was subpar. I remember getting feedback going, oh man, I didn't get good data. I remember that one now because it was, there was an airplane, the people are in the airplane. Uh, someone on the plane is kind of freaking out. It kind of yeah. went right with the story of, of what they were saying when they flew the one scientist out of there and he was all freaked about what he saw. And uh, man, we'd, we'd have to, we'd have to pull that one out. What, what do you think was there? Is it, is it high tech? Is it just where the intelligence agencies do all their stuff they can't do here? All the, you know, is it a playground for that? Or I'll, is there something I'll let there? you guys take that one. I don't think okay. we've done a large, a large enough, you know, we haven't been tasked to look at anything like that in depth, really. I, I don't think we've we've got the data to do, uh, to, to give a conclusion oh, okay. either way. We've oh. only we've only been tasked once or twice to look at almost like the fringes of a certain event, but not, not 
anything. Oh, you got to be tasked so, on that one. So we don't have definitive remote viewing data, but I'll. Do you want to hear a really wild story, um, Sarah? And yeah. if you publish this, my family will mock me. But uh, well, this okay. is the this is the true story. In the 1930s, the Germans were getting technology from an ET race. They developed um, craft that were anti-gravity. The and this is how oh, it's such a long story. This is how crypto viewing actually came to be because I, Courtney Brown gave Daz and me a target that was a very famous, infamous leader in World War II who was said to be shot. And my data indicated that he died in an old man in South America. So let me get just that's Hitler, right? Outline the story real roughly. All right. The Germans had access to um, high technology. The German army lost the war. Uh, Hitler didn't shoot himself in his bunker. He went to South America. They uh, took a lot of their technology down south in Antarctica. You've heard the story of Admiral Byrd, Operation, yeah, he went down and got his ass kicked. And then in 1952, there was a UFO event over the Washington, D.C., where the UFOs parked themselves over the Capitol in the White House. And it was it was on the news. You can look it up. Look up UFO event 1952 U.S. Capitol. Uh, Admiral Byrd said they have technology that can go pole to pole in five minutes, that uh, um, we have no power to stop. Uh, a demonstration was made in 1952. That was the real end of World War II. There was a treaty. And um, there are leaders that go down to Bariloche, from time to time to get briefings on. Where, where's Bariloche? Bariloche is in South America. That's where Hitler okay. went. It's a, it's a really interesting story and it's a forbidden topic. And um, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the world is a much more interesting place. Than so are they running us today? Is Is it an alien race that's running us or is it, just a group of thugs that globalists that are running us from down there. The globalists are, are the people that you see, Klaus Schwab and um, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, all those people are basically peons. There are levels above them. There are levels above the bankers. Somebody created this place that we didn't create it it didn't just pop up by accident and humanity was created and I, now daz and edward may not agree with me on this and they may have different views mm -hmm. and i know edward has a totally different view about where humanity can be headed so I'll, I'll let them get to that in a minute but i'll tell the story real uh there are contracts it's it's like a corporate um structure humanity is built on through age-old contracts 
with um, bloodlines running things, the Vatican running things, families above them that you'll never hear about, ETs above them, and um, it's just not at all what you think. Is this an ET colony then? And then these families are families lines are running. I think we're like us? a uh, nature preserve, like a uh, you'd make a botanical garden, and then I mean, look. It, are we like a zoo? I mean, like they are watching us. We're kind of a zoo. Huh? More like a farm, I would say. Yep, both a farm and a zoo. We're highly entertaining. We are. Um, and we just put out a really interesting segment on our private site, which is at patreon.com slash crypto viewing, where I do an interview with a private source called Future World, like humanity, Homo sapiens sapien 2.0 is being designed and implemented. And Elon Musk is part of it. Uh, AI is part of it. We are destroying the old system it's being allowed to implode and um which it is yes well a new system is going to come out of it um i think edward's view, vision of the future is not as dire so i'll let him put his well humanity we have a we have a way of um and i think it's for our preservation we're very concerned about being the worst it could be because we get scared and we're concerned and we have to get rid of that fear I actually think that we could have an amazing future, but we do have to get these, whoever's controlling us. I mean, you said we're a zoo and we're a farm and the farm part of they, do they use us for food resources or the energy or what do you think, Daz? In some of the remote viewing uh, work I've done where I've had to look at, non-human like i don't like to call them aliens because there's no proof that they're aliens so i'd like to call them non-human life forms that kind of interact with us they give the impression that they are they are they they look on earth and humanity is is like a, a garden uh kind of thing really and they're kind of growing us and changing us um and they see us uh the same way as we would see our our cattle and our cows it's just that because we're free thinking you know we we tend to think that we're higher beings ourselves. um that that shocks us in a way that there's another life form that thinks of us the same way as we think of how we treat our animals and, and our castle but that's that's what yeah that's that seems to be what they're doing they they have a very very long-term plan of secret um manipulation at the at the of the human race um that's pretty much yeah that's pretty much it in a, in in a nutshell really well do you see that too ed i mean and is there a way for us to get underneath out from underneath their thumb um i honestly i don't look at it uh in terms of being under someone's thumb and uh because if you it's if you accept that you're under under their thumb, then you'll believe that you're under their thumb. Uh, what I, a big portion of my personal work over the past couple of decades, and I'll make it short and try not to bore everyone, um, but through 
intense inner work in sensory deprivation, I was able to attain a state that I could only call a pure conscious state. And in the deprivation, I could be, come into that state and things were, everything was very clear. It was a pure state of consciousness. If I got out of that environment, I would be back in this craziness and it would go away. But I experimented with that over and over and over again. And I wanted to see if I could find that pure state of consciousness in other people. And at the time I was doing a lot of tarot card reading. I was take, I was a certified in hypnotherapy. So I was doing a lot of work with the mind. So what I did to test this was uh, at a local bookstore in Mesa, Arizona. You know, it's just regular working class people. On Tuesday afternoons, like around one in the afternoon, I, they would have a, an area in the back, uh, uh, a community room. And I would do free tarot card readings in that room. And so they would announce it. And people would come back, every kind of person you could imagine, young street thugs, old people, just you name it, everyone, maybe a rich guy or a homeless person, everyone. My intention was to do a, a minor hypnotic style introduction and then use the tarot cards to communicate, set up a, a, a line of communication pure on a pure conscious level. And what I found there was that it was in every single person could communicate on a pure conscious level once it was addressed. So in my opinion, we are a pure level of consciousness. There may be evil people that want to take that, control it, convince us that we don't have it and all of that kind of stuff. But what I say is, I, I say that to them. Oh, man. We don't, you don't have to accept that. Uh, the other part of the work that I'm obsessively working on, and this is regarding remote viewing, and the parts of our brain where um, I'm exploring to where the potentially uh, the, maybe the access point for remote viewing, the use of our autonomic nervous system, that our ability to perceive things like this is an automatic, autonomic reflex response that and and that is just the beginning of what we can do uh so i'm very pro-human so uh i don't i don't go well with people who say oh you know uh the it's the prison planet and this and all that if you want to be in a prison you can lock yourself into a mind prison if you want to but that is a choice and uh, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, I love that because that's and, how we get all we get. We just have to get everybody thinking that way, and we're we're done. I mean, we're they're just, done. In my opinion, or enough just, of us, we're just getting started. We're just that's getting right. started with that's right our capabilities. Well, you're, you're here in this experience, and you have you can navigate the system that we're in, and you have decision space. So yeah you can you can have a great experience here all of us are having That's really right. interesting experiences in this lifetime i mean we 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 amaze and amuse ourselves endlessly 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I have a great family and everything else. So um, I, I want to ask you about some crypto that you look at. I want Dogecoin. I I just happened to buy it early and, and then it tanked on me like everybody else. I, I'm hoping it gets up again because I want to pay off my mortgage with Dogecoin. Is Dogecoin specifically, do you guys do that? I just did a uh, remote viewing and I also um, put this out on YouTube that I think ultimately what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter is free speech is just kind of an added bonus. Yeah. What yep. he's really going to do is create a platform for cryptocurrency payments and it will involve Dogecoin. So hold your Dogecoin. That's just, that's, that. this is not financial advice and that may not be true, but I wouldn't be surprised. But it might not be a meme anymore. It might not be a meme coin anymore. It'll actually be uh, Twitter's base currency, yep. right? It's, it had a run as soon as he uh, bought Twitter last week. So it, it just keep your eye on that. Yeah, I, I think so. I hope so. That would be really cool. Uh, okay, let's talk about where the financial system is going. I know all these, um, I know the BRICS countries are taking over. And I know that um, they want to do government cryptocurrencies. It, are the government cryptocurrencies going to be the main way of payment or are all these independent cryptos going to be around as well? Kind of both or wh what are we looking at? Anybody want to take that on? For, for central bank, for government cryptocurrencies to have a long lifespan, the governments have to, you have to have a functioning government to have a functioning central bank cryptocurrency um the information i'm getting is that governments are going to fail due to any number of issues um financial problems geopolitical problems earth changes um you know earthquakes floods fires wars that type of thing is that humanity is moving to a new system of administration that is going to have people as um, digital IDs on a, on blockchains with every transaction tokenized on the blockchain, so that there can be uh, both surveillance and taxation at the point of each transmission. So, will it be a world? government then currencies are going to be a they'll be used as a way to give people universal basic incomes during the troubling times that are coming we all know that the current financial system is smoke and mirrors bailing wire duct tape illusion fantasy lies fake digits on computers there's there's no mathematical way that it can continue i'm surprised it continued this long but it's it's going to destruct by by design and it will cryptocurrencies will have their day in central bank digital currencies i don't think people are going to really accept that that's my take on it i don't yeah. think so either 
but uh, well, and and if they, but are they? Is there a purposeful collapse of the governments to create a worldwide government? I think so. The other guys might not. Daz is more uh, up to date on. He follows cryptos more than me. We we try to stay blind as much as possible. But Daz does our crypto news. So well, okay, Daz. Should I keep my Deutsche coin? Um, for now, um, I'm not a great fan of. I have to be honest. I, I'm I'm pretty conservative. I'm not a great fan of a lot of the cryptos out there being a uh i would say a a, a child of the the 2001 internet boom you know i raised a lot of money back then and saw the boom and collapse and i saw how the internet changed i think that's gonna ha i think that's gonna mirror into the crypto space so the i think it's 2150 cryptos as of today i think we will see 2100 of those disappear and there will be less than 50 main main cryptos uh so yeah it's a it's a it's a crapshoot at the moment to find which ones other than uh i'm different than these guys on this in that i truly believe that uh bitcoin is probably the only one at the moment that can save us from uh, moving down the cbdc you know central bank digital currency pathway because it's the only one that no government or no country can um control in any way um but i do believe they are moving us in that direction and i have to be honest when we started crypto viewing i was very skeptical of all this data that the guys were saying saying we're moving into this new digital economy you know the financials are changing i was very skeptical then covid happened and since covid in two and a half years i have not used cash once i use my tap card for everything so I'm now being, you know, I have to admit, I am now being converted to a new way of thinking of where this is going. And I was very skeptical. Well, that's what happens when something, you just you never know what the future is going to bring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one Sarah, thing Sarah about, about Dogecoin, let me ask you a personal question. Maybe yeah. you don't want to answer this, but um, where did you, you bought your Dogecoin on like an exchange? I did. Are the exchanges at risk? Okay. Is it? is it let me let me ask you this let's say dogecoin uh elon musk makes an announcement next week or next month that yep we're going to use dogecoin as paying this, this and this this on twitter dogecoin's what 12 cents today it goes up to 12 dollars okay dogecoin is 12 dollars what are you going to do with it what what's what's your plan what, Number, what, what if it went up to twelve dollars and I wasn't and I was smart enough to keep it for that instead of selling it at a dollar or something so I could pay off my mortgage? I'm not sure what we're gonna do. We we have to we have to okay. see. But, but do you have do you I have would, a plan? Do you have a plan on how you're let's say that it it goes to um two dollars, but only for a day and a half. Well, I have a sell. I have a sell point at a dollar, so I'm not sure. Maybe I should change it to. Oh, okay. So you that you answered my question. You do have a sell point. And I have a sell point of a dollar, but maybe I should think rethink some of those well, things. Well, I don't only sell give half you of financial it. advice. Uh, the I advice know I'm you don't. You is, well, is, we can okay. maybe, maybe we can talk on email where you're not giving me financial advice. No, the but, point I was making with with you is don't just hold on to it. Is have a sell point. I have so a sell point, if, but if, if it goes to a dollar, you're going to make a lot of money. Um, 
yeah, have an exit strategy. So this, you're the weird part is I have 618,000 of it. Okay. I'm telling the world. And, um, that 618, that's the number I've been seeing forever. That's my birthday. That's the number I saw like constantly one week all straight. And then suddenly I get 618,000 of, and I didn't even realize that's what I had. And I'm like, okay, I'm, when it goes to a dollar, I'm going to pay off my mortgage and then I have to pay taxes. And then I'm pretty much, I'd wipe it out. But I, uh, if I, if we went to 12 and I actually didn't sell it all, then you know what I do? I do still do that, pay off my debt. And then I'd pay this, I would personally fund the freedom, the lawsuit that we have against yeah. Google. And then I would save the rest for retirement and my kids. <laughs> well, I, I just picked a number out of thin air. I'm telling air. you what well, I do. So I picked 12 out of thin air and the market cap for Dogecoin to go to $12 is probably unreasonable. So $1 is a good goal. And um, the, I, I, I the point is you, wanna, you need wanna... to have an exit strategy. Like you need to have your sell order in already because it I might do. go to a dollar while you're asleep. You might go to bed and it's at 50 cents and you go, wow, this is kind of cool. And, and in eight hours while you're sleeping or you get up and make breakfast, you know, for your kids, you'll go look and go, oh my God, Dogecoin just hit 98 cents or it hit a dollar one and now it's down to 60. And then the next day it's down to 40 and it's down. To that's 30. right. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the, I have a cell. I have it at a cell right now. It's been sitting there for about a year because that's my goal. I want to pay off our mortgage. And um, it's a gift to my family, I guess, my everybody. And I then I got, and then I'm not going to kick myself in the, in the face if it goes yeah. to 12. I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm not going to be greedy. I'm just happy because not only did it pay off all this, it, it more than paid off everything I put into cryptos and all my investments. And now I'm just happy. That's where I have to be. That's what I've been thinking about for a long time. Yeah. I think that'll, I think you'll achieve that goal. Yeah, I hope so. You'll be happy when you do that. And then you can um, save some of it, buy back. You don't spend all your money, buy back in when it crashes down. But Well, I have to spend all of it to pay for We'll actually still owe like a little bit on our mortgage after the taxes on the fat and stuff. So, well, but almost all of our mortgage. Well, good Houses aren't that cheap. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it would be almost like to the point where we could pay it off in like a year or something. I'd be that that's my goal okay who cares about Sarah and her goal but um this that would be a great goal though that would be a gift uh okay I wanted to talk about the Westall event you're in um Australia right Baz uh no I'm I'm in the UK oh I thought you were in Australia yeah I'm in the I'm in the UK the hub of financial problems at the moment in in the world well we can talk about that is anybody out of australia is your other crypto viewer out of australia i thought for some reason one of your guys well then i don't want to talk about that event it's not that relevant i i have a friend i have a friend in australia who uh worked for the australian navy and his 50-year non-disclosure document just expired and he's telling me really interesting stuff about ufos I got to do a segment on that one of these. Well, days. that you do. Well, because their Westall he, event is like our um, Roswell event. And I had no idea. I was just doing some search. I'm like, what's this? Oh, wow. They got a Westall event. And it's like in Australia, it's like their Roswell event. And m most Westalls 
are related. There isn't that many of them. And then we all come out of the Scotland, uh, England area. And, and so they're probably some kind of relative of mine. It's just so weird. But okay, we can get past that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know much about it. I do know that no, there's a lot going because they're, they're close well, to Antarctica too. So that's the other thing that makes it really interesting. Well, they have Pine, they have the uh, Pine Gap facility down in Australia as well, which is a, a very, very uh, dodgy black covert NSA facility. Yeah, there's a lot going on down there. Okay, let's talk about the um, the city of London. That's where all the financial headquarter is of the world, essentially. And it's its own country. It's not England. It's its own country. And they don't have the same rules as anyone else. I mean, they have, they, we don't even know what all the, because it's not fully disclosed what kind of rules they have for financial organizations. What have you seen? Have you done any remote viewing on that area? And what are you willing to talk about that you've seen? I don't Should know if we've it, done that. Yeah, don't think we have, have we? Not, not a, London specific. Um, it has cropped up in, I, there was a session where I drew the city of London. I drew the tower. I can't remember what it was. It was some geopolitical event and I saw it being controlled. By, um, I think we've seen some cryptos have a, uh, tie in to city of London money structure, just kind of peripherally. I think That's we've all seen that from time to time, like the guys in the suits in the city yep, of London. Yep. Some of them are paying for it and controlling the ups and downs of the crypto market, I think, from what I understand. Okay, how about Ukraine and Russia? <laughs> we've well, um, we should, we've been we getting quite a lot that. on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine. I, I mean, we, we, we do the, what we do each month as well. At the end of each month, we do the, what we call the news predictions, and we look ahead a month from... Each of us as remote viewers probably put out probably 10, 15 news predictions. You know, so we're talking 30 to 60 news predictions each month for the following month. And we're, we've been getting very accurate hits on, on events that involve uh, Ukraine and Russia. But I also think we've done behind the scenes for uh, our taskers some events uh, looking at possible future scenarios. Uh, involving uh, involving that region and Europe, which seem to indicate that, uh, some. I'm trying to pick my words very carefully here. Uh, very problematic. A big uh, bang. <laughs> yes. Oh. Will there be a nuclear bomb put out there in that area? Because we're at the edge of nuclear war right now. 